0: This episode is a part of the Bestie for Life podcast special February series, Types of Love. The ancient Greeks had words that described more specific types of love than just what we typically understand love to be today. They differentiated between passionate sexual love and deep friendship love, love for everyone, love for yourself, long-standing love, and playful love. So for the next four episodes, we will explore different types of love and relationships that we have in today's culture that I feel deserve just as much attention and intention as our romantic relationships do. As Mindy Kaling said, best friend isn't a person, it's a tear. I love this quote and I think of it often as I reflect on the people in my life and what they mean to me. So this series is to celebrate that love that we have for different people in our lives. Hello, besties. Welcome to the Bestie for Life podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Ann, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, besties. One of my favorite humans is on the podcast today, and that would be my younger brother, Michael. We grew up two and a half years apart and have been friends for most of life together. I think we are a little unique because growing up, we really did spend a lot of time together. We were always together in school. And we ended up doing extracurriculars together as well. And even getting older, we worked together doing different jobs too. And it was really fun to have Michael as my brother. It was just the two of us. Michael is fun and smart and hilarious. He is a champion of the underdog. He is passionate about respect and equality and is one of the most loyal people I know. He will absolutely speak his mind, especially when he sees something happening that he feels is wrong. One time in high school, he was in the cafeteria and a bunch of kids were walking away from their table, leaving their lunch trays and trash and just a really big mess for the janitors to clean up after them. And he yells so that everyone kind of stops and he is yelling at them, telling them to pick up their mess. And he doesn't stop until they come back and pick up all of their trays and the trash and food and stuff. Um, And I just kind of love that because again, like he... See something wrong, he's gonna say something about it. Um, Another time, he found out that he was making more money than some of the women he was working with at a restaurant, even though he had been working there for uh, way less time, and he was really offended by this. And he encouraged the women to talk with the managers and negotiate an equal uh, an equal rate, um, which they ended up doing, and they were really grateful for that and i was just really proud um, of that because i was at the same restaurant and i just really admired him for again talking about things and making it clear that certain things were not acceptable and they needed to change so like i said he really is willing to fight for what he feels is right and isn't afraid to call out what he thinks is wrong and i love that about him Michael currently lives in Idaho and is about to graduate from college with his surgical tech degree and heads into the operating room, and he's survived a lot, and he is someone that I really, just really respect. He, it's a privilege to get to record this Bestie conversation with him. Sibling relationships are so unique. Uh, you grow up together and are so connected in so many ways, but it can also be really easy to drift apart because life gets busy, especially when you aren't under the same roof anymore. And also there's a lot that can get in the way of you being friends as adults. A lot has happened as kids, resentments and assumptions form, and we sometimes just need that space to get to know ourselves without them. But siblings can also be some of the best friends we will ever have. And just like any other friendship you have, they take effort. So, today's bestie conversation Mike and I share a glimpse into our own friendship, favorite moments we've had together, some of our own regrets and resentments over the years, and most importantly, what has worked for us to mend our relationship and connect as friends. We had so much fun recording this episode, and I hope you enjoy listening. We start off by talking about some of our proudest moments as siblings, and I do need to note there's a couple of funky moments with my audio um, where it just gets a little like sped up and high-pitched, so I edit out anything that was unclear, but um, there were a couple of things that I was like you'll be able to still understand what I'm saying. And I wanted to keep them in. So thanks for bearing with me as I continue to learn how to podcast and enjoy this episode. Welcome. Cool. Thank you, Michael, for being um, a guest on my podcast. And You're I'm super pumped to get to kind of interview you and talk to you about us. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay, well, let's just jump in. High school actually really was like that time where I felt like I am like a good sister, like I am <laughs> nailing this. Even though we had like plenty of like fights and like we didn't sure. like, like like I don't want anyone to get the idea that like we didn't totally like want to just hate the other person. Yeah, we were for a while. each other's
1: necks a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know. Um We still had that happening, but I my shining star moment as a sister was. Um, I was going to audition for show choir and I, you were graduating eighth grade. I think, you know, you'd be good at it. Well, then I got you into a majorly like team oriented show choir. Um, But I think you liked it. And so, yeah, for me, like it was really fun. That also meant that like we started our high school every day together too. Once you were in your sophomore year. Um, Yeah. So like, Your sophomore, my senior year, we went to choir every day together. And that was kind of fun to, like, be. I I don't think a lot of people get that. Even if you're at the school together, you don't usually take, like, a class together. Most siblings don't
1: go into the same activities.
0: Yeah. I mean, they do,
1: but, like, I guess not in the way it felt like we did.
0: Yeah. my Actually, one of my favorite moments in, like, in doing show choir with you was... Mm -hmm. There and, and you're probably gonna know exactly what I'm gonna say, maybe not. Um, is when during a, one of the dances and songs that we would like be singing and dancing to on stage, is we'd have to like cross paths. Oh, and yeah, you would always give me some kind of like wink or nod or like, I'll, like a, a <laughs> secret like hi- high five or something, sure. And I'd always feel like so cool in that moment, I'm, like, <laughs> <bad>, like... <laughs>
1: yeah, like we're doing it, yay. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> In, like, the nerdiest, like, dorkiest kind of way. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was a it lot was... of fun.
1: I remember what you're talking about. We would, like, it was like during a transition, we were going to a new yeah. spot, and, and I would, like, just try to give you some sort of signal that we're both yeah. doing so good.
0: <laughs> and it was fun. I enjoyed uh, it. It was. It was really fun. I love that.
1: So, mine's more awesome. recent. Um, but within, I think, two years ago, you graduated from college. With your degree Finally. so congratulations Yes, thank you <laughs> very good um but during that time i had just come home from living in a different state and i ended up living with you and your husband for six months
0: yeah almost almost, almost
1: six. six months yeah. and um our family dog who you had taken over taken care of jasper uh was getting pretty old and he needed a lot of constant care and so, I yeah. I had uh, coming home ended up being um, a blessing because I could help take care of him while you were at school and while your husband was traveling for work too. so um, yeah
0: that and, was and huge getting, because yeah. other times, like before you had moved home, my schedule was different. like like college usually like you go to classes and yeah, that time period, I was student teaching, so I was working mm-hmm. a nine to five plus job plus while school. working another job and yeah. um and so yeah like it, him being a majorly senior and uh, health-wise needing a lot of attention needy
1: help, dog yeah
0: yeah it was huge so I agree
1: yeah I really was it was, was it was a nice and... way for us to kind of bond
0: mm-hmm.
1: over caring for something which uh, we both grew up with and like experienced in different ways um like Jasper helped you through a lot of things and like when you initially went to college um Jasper was like my best friend at home and you know so it was like we both had our own special moments with him um and like being there towards the end of his life care was and knowing how much he meant to you was like very like I'm glad I could help with that
0: yeah yeah We have some awesome moments together. I didn't even keep all of the time we spend reminiscing about our childhood and fun moments growing up in Wisconsin and whatnot, because I was trying to keep this episode not going too long. Um, but we really did play together so much as kids, and it was so much fun having a built-in best friend for a lot of life's moments. But our relationship has not always been sunshine and roses and us getting along all the time next you'll hear from us share some of our regrets growing up and we discuss some of our resentments that built up over the years one of i think it's easy to admit like i have plenty but one of the ones that like is that it's like that haunting moment where like if you're like thinking you know laying there in bed like, trying to go to sleep, and then it's like, oh, yeah, remember that one time? And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, oh, thanks, brain, sure do, remember this terrible, terrible moment. Um, but it's when I was at college, out of state, um, and you were in your senior year, you were the lead in your senior uh, high school musical, and I didn't come home and see it, and, like, oh, it pains me to this day, because, A... <laughs> no one was allowed to like record it. Yeah. And so there's not even like, I assumed I would at least be able to view it later. Online, like on record. Yeah. I don't Remember why didn't get to do that. And I still am always like, oh, he was doing something that was so cool. Once in a lifetime thing. And I wasn't there. Oh man.
1: I totally get it. Mine. um, I think when we were younger, I was definitely not as emotionally checked in as I am now or like, I didn't understand. Uh, uh, I don't know how to, I didn't understand how to emotionally process other people's um, emotions on top of mine, you know? Like, Which like as is, a
0: child to be expected, like you're still Yeah,
1: learning, sure. It's so. fair. But I used to, I used to kind of make fun of you for having, not kind of, I used to make fun of you for having emotions uh, when we were growing up. Like if you were having a bad day, I would probably just laugh at you if you were crying when we were growing up. And I cringe thinking back uh, to those times. Because um, obviously that's not that- the right thing to do to like a yeah. teenage girl who is dealing with a lot of like, stressful things who's also like helped you out the majority of your life you know you should Uh probably be a little bit nicer than that but um I was not and that's probably probably one of the biggest things I regret is just kind of not letting you have a safe place to experience your emotions uh while I was around when we were growing up because I feel like that was not something that like affected you so hugely but I think it did affect you a lot like having to suppress the way you felt because of of ridicule is never a good thing you know and I I feel like because of sometimes the way I I would I don't know get on you for that it was it was hard for you so I, I do regret that a lot growing up
0: yeah well thank you I think um I mean like I said like you were a kid so like I'm not expecting you to like figure that all out at that age but sure. it did like definitely impact me in narrative that I think I got out of that was I need to just be okay all the time and yeah and so that was kind of my narrative headed into adult life or any relationship
1: yeah you can't really experience your sadness Don't because
0: have yeah yeah just yeah
1: only be, be okay. happiness and I, I know <laughs> that that's kind of what it did to you later in life yeah yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not. And so that's kind right. of that's kind of like a, a mind messer upper to uh have that happen.
0: Is that lack how a you're... word? I was gonna say is that how you're choosing not to swear?
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm choosing to not use profanity. Oh I love it. Mind messer upper.
0: A mind right. messer upper. Yeah, yeah. So how has that like impacted you then like do you feel like my perspective on that is, like, how am I going to learn from it, right? So, like, for me, sure. missing your high school lead play, okay, that – I don't want to feel that regret again. I want to show up for the big things. And yeah. not necessarily that I'm, like, always going to be able to go off – go to whatever Drop is.
1: everything to come see something that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Right. But, like, making I'd the say. effort to, like, see it or hear about it or – um listen to it or anything like yeah so I mean like your graduation is coming up and so it's like that's a priority for me because I know like I know it means a lot to you and and it means a lot mm-hmm. to me and so it's like oh I'll get to redo this situation now <laughs> <laughs> show up sure sure <laughs> oh, not so yeah what, so how does that how, how have you turned maybe that regret into a lesson
1: um I just try to um I try to let people experience their emotions with no like just just freely. So if like if someone's sad near me, if I've my girlfriend is unhappy instead of trying to fix it or provide a solution, um, although I could later, you know what I mean? Those are always Mm -hmm, an option, mm -hmm. but initially you're not going to really want a solution or someone to fix why you're sad you're just going to want to feel being sad, and so I just try to um, hold enough space to um, let someone express their emotions without like ridicule or pressure to feel a certain way.
0: Yeah, no judgment. Or,
1: or pressure to to not feel sad around me, mm. um, because that's just as bad when you don't feel like you can feel certain emotions around someone else, it kind of makes you feel like you have to walk on eggshells. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I don't want people to feel uh, nervous when I'm around them, which I feel like that can be a reason or a way that that presents.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, just creating that that safe place for people to feel their emotions around you. Cool. I think that's a great lesson to kind of learn and take from yeah. maybe a childhood regret then <laughs> you showing up better as an adult Yeah.
1: so like something about our relationship I always found kind of interesting is we although we fought like every sibling relationship does
0: mm-hmm. I
1: felt like out of all of our like friends that we really knew well growing up we probably had the best sibling relationship um, out of them all or at least in my opinion, we did. And I always kind of was curious as to why you were okay as an older sibling having me follow you around as a child and a teenager and not be bothered by it like our friends would have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was always kind of like attached to your hip as we yeah. as we aged.
0: Or like in middle school, like we were okay saying hi to each other, oh, and yeah. like one of us didn't like ignore the other person. Really pretty friendly with each other. Um, yeah, I think that's a great question. For me, I thought that you were funny. I thought we were funny together, and yes. you, I to give you credit around my friends and try to like mess things up. Right, like you weren't you weren't there making fun of me or um like making me (laughs) look bad in front of my friends chaos
1: yeah
0: like yeah like I just I felt like you respected whatever was going on um Mm -hmm. between like me and my friends or whatever situation you were there for um so so I think that's part of it was like I wasn't annoyed or embarrassed by you being there so that's like to your credit. <laughs> you well, weren't thanks. a jerk. You weren't <laughs> annoying in those moments. I also to give our parents some credit felt and we were kind of talking about this earlier. You yeah. didn't necessarily get this message, but I did, which was, um, you know, our parents aren't gonna be here forever. We will most likely outlive them. And I know like dad would always kind of say, like, you guys have each other. Like that's who you have growing up i kind of took that seriously and was like okay yeah like this is uh you know this is my brother i want to make this count and i kind of think i just had that in the back of my mind of always just like this is a relationship that matters to me and mm-hmm. i want to take care of it so yeah but i also feel you like you it, and yeah. i had this like a mutual agreement i don't remember ever establishing it
1: Okay, but it
0: it was established that we were not going to like embarrass or like fight or be jerks to each other in in public like (laughs) all of that happened behind Behind closed closed doors doors. (laughs) yeah
1: that's so very true
0: and so (laughs) we and I don't know if that's like a anxiety thing or like a you know because we definitely gave off the image of like wow they have like this perfect you know really
1: siblings they love each other
0: right and it was like true and not true you know Mm -hmm. like to the public eye we were amazing and then you know we'd be both be sitting next to each other like poking each other silently (laughs) (laughs) and um you know so like not really perfect but
1: or being forced to do the dishes with like our hands tied together <laughs>
0: yes because we've been fighting all day or yeah something. we've been fighting, was like fighting. Was so Mom was friend. like you guys
1: have to work together so she'd like put a live strong bracelet around both of our right. wrists which we easily dishes. could
0: have gotten out of and chose not to yeah so i don't know why that's but. on us But it did turn into like a water fight and it It turned out to be really fun, so. Mm
1: -hmm. We Um, ended up not doing any work, so it worked out. That
0: is true. You're supposed to be doing the dishes.
1: Yeah, this is a punishment.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, stop having fun. Um, Yeah, yeah. no, I think she laughed about it. I think there's just a mutual respect and like, yes, we got on each other's nerves, but for the most part, especially when we were around other people, I felt like we were pretty respectful and like we knew we had each other's backs. Mm -hmm. If that meant, you know, just being kind of like not picking on each other or if it meant yeah. like defending the other person in the situation or something.
1: So, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I felt like I, the mutual respect thing rings true. I looked up to you a lot more than I ever admitted when we were growing up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I had a lot of admiration for just kind of how like teachers viewed you and how your friends viewed you. And just like people in general um and it looked so effortless watching Mm. you grow up you know so there was there was like in times where I wasn't necessarily the best there was resentment on my part towards you because I was like how can she be doing these things that take so much effort for me but be doing them so flawlessly and without effort to to my to my eye it seemed like it was just very easy for you to you know excel in school and have all the teachers like you and have very like play basketball be good at singing like everything and I was always Mm -hmm. feeling like oh, I'm just Kelly's little brother rather than my own person Also, like I I really did admire how well you did even -hmm. though I know it wasn't as easy as I am stating it to be Mm -hmm. because you were Pushed to excel in a way that I wasn't necessarily not pushed, but I just feel like our learning styles were differently, so our parents <laughs> expected things different than us. I felt like I like hmm. I did I did garner a lot of resentment for just how how easy I felt like you went through life. But I know that's yeah. not true, you know, now in, in later life. Now, like,
0: right, yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah, but like it was just more as a child, it was hard to see you excel in things i wish i did but but now i look back and see that like it wasn't as cut and dry as it it mm-hmm. seemed
0: my own sure. resentment because like the narrative in my head was similar in that like oh man michael gets things handed to him like, <laughs>
1: easy yeah for him and, yeah. and
0: not that i thought you were having an easy time but i just felt like you got your way all the time and like Whether it was you convince teachers to like extend deadlines for you. (laughs) Whereas in my mind, I was like, I would just have to work really hard to get the deadline done. And I wouldn't even think to ask for an extension. And so for me, like feeling that resentment, I was angry or not angry, but I was envious that you would even think to ask and then get it where it's like, I'm over here. I'll just stay up all night do the (laughs) assignment and then be annoyed about it you know turn it in yeah very well um and so it's funny because you're looking at that situation and going man kelly can just sit down and do her work and get that assignment done (laughs) and i'm over michael just you know got an extension on an assignment that i worked really hard on so yeah funny that we would have we would both have resentments about like almost the same thing but In
1: different ways.
0: In different ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can can validate that for you, at least, that I did get, like, handed things in a way I don't feel like a lot of people did. Like, (laughs) you're absolutely right. Like, I would just ask for extensions. And my professors were like, for sure, whatever. You know, like, me asking was always more like, maybe this person will pity me enough to to give me something I need. Rather than because I didn't I didn't have the kind of like, it wasn't it didn't come out of confidence me asking these people. It was coming mm. out of like fear of failure. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to. I knew I couldn't do it
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the, ex, the period of time like you could like you would just stay up all night and do it. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it at that level. So I would just be like, so scared of failing, even though I'd have like two weeks left on an assignment or something like that. It'd be like, I still need an extension. And then they would be like, for sure. Now I feel like I'm, I have more confidence and I can ask for that stuff and it still comes easier, but it's, um, not necessarily coming from the same place that I once
0: was. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. See, I'm learning more about us. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a lot. I think it was a lot also having ADHD, um, and not having a lot of people understand really um, how that affected me, you know, Absolutely. like it was a lot of like, um, I would do something and maybe not have success at it initially. And instead of having someone take the time to slow things down or explain in a different way um, or or watch me as I do it again, um, mm-hmm. they would just want to do it for me. And so yeah. I don't And that's kind of how it always was, was people just wanted to do things for me instead of having me do it myself and you know take a little
0: bit longer or sure, struggle at take it a little, little bit longer
1: exactly and so I almost had this um learned helplessness mm-hmm. that I experienced because if I just struggled in the itty bittiest amount someone would just show up and be okay with me like you know not doing yeah. it or they do it for me and like I part of me is like I'm glad that happened because it saved me a lot of hard work but at the same time it like I needed some of those experiences and I didn't get them in the way that mm-hmm. was beneficial to me at that age yeah so I don't know it's kind of that's food a for really thought. good
0: point though Michael and I have done a lot of work personally on ourselves, and also on our relationship. We didn't talk for a little bit in early adulthood when we had a falling out, but we eventually came back together and have been working on our relationship ever since. We share about how our perspectives shifted and what we did when we did start talking again. How did we mend things? Because there was a Mm -hmm. point in time where we didn't talk in our adult lives. Because we were mad at each other. (laughs) And I think it was kind of the height of all of these narratives that we had in our head about each other and resentments um, Mm -hmm. that we weren't really talking about or explaining or questioning. And so we were just like mad and it came to a head. And so we didn't talk. The ways that I feel like I changed our relationship was I acknowledged we had different experiences growing up. Like just because like our yeah same we lived in the same household um you know we went to the same schools like there was a lot of like oh these are all the same and growing Mm -hmm. up I think I thought you were having the same experiences that I was and you were just being a jerk about it or whatever (laughs) you know whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely um you know that's my underdeveloped brain explaining things to myself recognizing or not even getting diagnosed, but just struggling. That was during a time when I don't think people really knew a lot about um, mental health to begin with, or any kind of learning disability or neurodivergent um, kind of thing. And so that really impacted your life in a way that I don't think I experienced. And so for me, getting perspective and recognizing, even though, we lived in the same household, we're raised by the same parents, we were still definitely having different experiences. Sure. Um, and I could acknowledge that with you yeah. and myself. To, definitely helped. To add
1: on to what you're saying. Um,
0: yeah. Sure, when I was first
1: diagnosed <laughs> with ADHD, um, I remember the doctor telling me I could grow out of it, which mm. looking back to it now is such an odd thing to say um about a mental health diagnosis um like you wouldn't say you would grow out of your bipolar or you would grow out of your like yeah things that are literally like chemical imbalances or like brain Mm
0: -hmm. growing
1: differences that I had that I was told like you know maybe you just won't have these anymore and then there was no really follow-up or explanation as to why um, Which
0: goes to show how much they didn't understand about ADHD to begin abs- with, like, yeah, like during that time period. Yeah.
1: I was also, like, prescribed quite a bit of medication when I was younger. Yep. I think I was taking either three or four medications by the time I was 12 or 13. Yeah. For, like, anxiety, depression, insomnia, ADHD. Um, and that was hard to, like, it was hard to figure out who I was in adolescence when I was so clouded by everything I was taking. Not that medication is bad and I'm not like saying like, don't do that. I just think I was over medicated for a child. Um, but I just don't think, again, I don't think anyone really knew what to do with a child
0: Mm -hmm.
1: who had ADHD and like who, who was obviously not to my horn, but I was like smart, but like, um, I still struggled a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. like people were like, Michael's really smart. He just doesn't do well in school. It was very confusing for me to have all these contradictions come my way and then not really get thorough enough explanations as to why they were happening. Us becoming friends, I think it was just us acknowledging things from our childhood that we resented towards each other. And acknowledging that those things did happen. And so even though like we had things like boundaries that were broken, now we're able to set like way more established boundaries with each other, Yeah, um, which I also think helps our relationship a lot.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: Because now we know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, uh, where the line is, what to do if the boundary is crossed, you know, it's kind of a lot of like missed opportunities I, I mm-hmm. guess maybe would be a way to say it.
0: And maybe just some independence because we've already kind of acknowledged we were together all the time. Like, Yeah, that's true. So as great as we saw that, maybe we also needed that space and independence from each other to figure out ourselves without defining us by our Michael's sister and you're not just Kelly's, yeah. younger brother. Kelly's younger brother. So some of that space and independence, I think was really healthy and good for us because we got to figure stuff out on our own. Mm-hmm. And mo- like, and then the important thing was, okay, we both recognized we wanted to have a relationship. So how do we grow we back together? But yeah. like you said, having those boundaries was, I think, crucial in ensuring that we wouldn't have resentments moving forward.
1: Yes, Because um, I feel like a lot of people's relationships with their siblings become stagnant as they yeah. age because they move away and then they don't communicate as well.
0: Or they just picture them as the little kid brother exactly grew up with and not necessarily the person and the adult that you've grown into yeah and being like oh let's get to know this version of michael yeah because i've actually i feel like never met him before
1: <laughs> i feel like to add to that that has for me that's become more prevalent in the last two years than ever before because yeah. i feel like most of my life i was in this box of yeah. like who i yeah. was as a child and totally And no one would really let me out of it. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I had to just kind of, you know, pop out on my own. And now people are like, oh, this is who Michael is. Mm -hmm. Rather than being like thinking I'm the same person I I was when I was 15 or 16. Yeah.
0: I would first off just like absolutely agree that I think you definitely got put into a box. And that was definitely something that I had to work on my self in doing you had to help like, me with yourself
1: get out of the box
0: i had to take you out of the box as your older sibling there are still definitely moments where i'm like i think you're old michael like in my head you know like in my head yeah. i have this box of you and i'm like Ugh, like and i'll have that reaction yeah and then i have to check myself and i'm like okay no like this that's not who michael is anymore so let's Mm -hmm. like back up and either ask for more information or not make this assumption until we know more because michael's not the same person that he was Mm -hmm. five years ago so i don't
1: get that comment anymore from family which is good i'm so used to michael you know when you were this way, i used to get that a lot but now i don't feel like that that much yeah
0: yeah that's good It feels good. (laughs) Yeah, we're all getting used to the whatever version of Michael this is now. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. Mid-20s, Michael. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
0: And and that's, you know, to say even more to that point, you're going to be different in your 30s. You're going to be different in your 40s. So I think leaving room for your siblings to change and accepting that they're not the same people
1: that they were. Yeah. But when you treat them like they were, they will continue to be those people to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the classic, like, why is it that when I go home for the holidays, I turn into that 15-year-old brat that I have been trying so hard not to be or whatever, sure. you know? And and so to your point of like, yeah, like not, it, it's easy to go back to old patterns if you're being treated that way. So there's work on both sides in A, myself not going back to old patterns, B, not treating other people you know or, or expecting them to act like their old selves but accepting them for who they are now because rebuilding trust is part of repairing the relationship and and that comes over time with effort um like consistent effort and attitude i think so
1: yeah, yeah. i agree
0: if we've done the repair how are we maintaining um the friendship and relationship
1: I think we are communicative on social media. We like to send each other memes or things. I actually,
0: like, that is one of my favorite things that we do right now. Because you're in a busy phase of life right now, like finishing up your degree and, um, you know, living life. We're kind of in, you know, we're traveling. We're not in the same place or even close to each other. And so I love that we just send things that we can Relatable really from our childhood yeah, memes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what I think so. that's what I like is when we can send each other like other people had our same experiences or similar experiences, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so having those be acknowledged in a funny form through like memes or social media yeah. also kind of helps with the like wall breakdown. If you still are yeah. having trouble talking to your sibling, like you can be like, Haha, ha, this is a both like a personal struggle we both went through. We can laugh yeah. about it. Yeah. And and that kind of is a good initial step maybe.
0: Yeah. as well.
1: But Connect I love doing the, the memes. <laughs> yes. I love so doing the memes. I like playing um we do game pigeons yes. on our iPhone. I enjoy
0: mm-hmm.
1: playing games with you. Um I really want you to get a Switch.
0: Um, oh cool.
1: I think that would be really fun cuz that's a way that we can like work on a farm together or like do bonding things in that way
0: one of the things that i really appreciate that you do i love that you will like text and just share your good news like i don't have to necessarily ask for it or we don't have to have like a converse like a big phone call for you to tell but it's just like hey guess what i got all a's in my classes this semester and you'll send in a text to either the group chat or just just me and um i love that because it does feel connected and um I'm interested in your life and you're interested in mine and so telling you where we're gonna travel next or what I don't know, yeah like my podcast and different things about that mm-hmm. so just like sharing the little things that are or, or big things that are happening um, yeah like, like I
1: still you want know. you to know what's going on and like be involved in my life even though I know you can't be like putting time aside to listen Mm -hmm. to me talk for 30 minutes about you know (laughs) how well I'm doing in class or something like that not
0: every day I mean
1: (laughs) yeah no obviously but um uh, I think that's true I think that's a good point
0: although I don't think that either of us uh follow through (laughs) we both tell each tv shows that we I like, even if it's like you don't always watch it, it's like if you see a trailer for it or a reference, you're like, oh, that's the thing, you know, that's the show that I'm yeah. watching right now. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a fun way to be connected. Yeah. As well.
1: I, I still think you should watch King of the Hill. I think you'll get a <laughs> kick out of it.
0: When Give we, it a shot. When we finish rewatching Schitt's Creek, we'll uh, have to check it out.
1: No, animated shows are not always everybody's cup of tea. But this one's really funny. Really, really funny.
0: So there's my my spiel.
1: Watch King of the Hill. It's old. It's really good. Um, (laughs) Excellent. Very glad that we have progressed past um, who we were and what we did when we were kids to be where we are now because I value our relationship a lot and I love you a lot. And I'm glad you're my sister and I'm glad we are past the issues we had as Mm -hmm. children and um I think we're a lot happier just more confident in who we both are yeah and and having you know because you were such a large fixture in my uh you know growing up
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and like a best friend I am glad that like who you are now knew me, who I was back then, even mm. though I wasn't the best always, it was, it's good to to have someone who knows the changes I've gone through and who can see like who I've become.
0: Yeah, how and yeah, like how far you have gotten from yeah. who you used to be to who you are now and getting to acknowledge that with you is really cool. And yeah. I think it makes the successes even sweeter because I know, I like, like, I know how hard school was for you. So when you send me the text saying, I just got all A's in my classes this semester, yeah, I, that is huge. And yeah. I know how big of a deal that is for you and, and can celebrate that with you. Thank you, Michael, for coming on um, the Best Year for Life podcast and sharing. Um, your story and being siblings with me and what we've done and how we've evolved and hopefully people can take what they like from it and make it their own. And um, I'm glad that we could share a little bit of our world together um, with other people. So.
1: I agree. I agree. Thanks for having me on the besties for life podcast. Like, and subscribe everyone. (laughs) It's a great (laughs) listen.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really did have so much fun talking with Michael, and I hope it was helpful to anyone who wants to better their relationship with their siblings. As always, take what you think might work for you and make it your own. The biggest thing that I think makes a difference is your intentions and your boundaries. Not everybody is ready to mend relationships, so that's where your boundaries are going to be important. And you have to respect that everyone is on their own timeline. But making it known that you want to have a relationship with them and you are ready to talk is a great way to get things started. And remember to have fun with them again and connect in ways that are meaningful and fun to both of you. Later, besties. Thank you, besties, for listening to this week's episode. Leave a review if you would like, send some stars my way, it is much appreciated. If you are wanting more Bestie for Life podcast in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at Bestie for Life podcast. This is where I'm connecting with listeners and hearing from you. Later, besties.